This is Ian again, and sadly, I'm not joined by Rachel this time either, but I am joined by Sister Birch. That's right. It's me, Sarah Birchfield. I'm back. You're back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. We are continuing today in our Well series, and this is the last episode in that mini-series. So oh, that's so sad. It is. We get to put a bow on it, and I don't know how I feel about that quite yet, but it's going to be fun. We're doing it. We're doing We're it. We're here. So stay tuned. All right. So with most of the Well series so far, we've done like a quick recap. So first week we talked about how to follow. We talked about what it means to not just be a fan of Jesus, but to really just follow him and give him our all. Sarah, mm -hmm. pop question. Yeah. What was week two? Week two was about catalysts. We talked a little bit about chemistry and growth. We were talking about the five catalysts for growth. Practical teaching, private disciplines, personal ministry, providential relationships, and pivotal circumstances. Basically, growing in your relationship with God. Boom. She got it. And then last week, <laughs> uh, Tom and I talked about just what it means to lead, which actually is a bait and switch because what does it mean to serve? Because mm -hmm. leaders are actually servants. And we looked at Jesus's life for that and even listed a few other examples that we've seen. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about go. It is our final session of the well. That is it's kind of a buzzword. You hear go a lot in like businesses or in like there's even like universities, like their whole mission statement is like go. So what do we mean by that when we say it? Um, first of all, this makes me think of this picture I saw on the internet of a uh, Bowling Green <laughs> uh, board out on the highway that said go far and then toledo was right behind it and said go farther <laughs> <laughs> i think i know what you're talking yeah, about so it just kind of makes me laugh but we're not talking about that we're talking about uh going boldly and sharing about our faith in jesus uh, matthew 28 18 through 20 says um then Jesus came to them. He's coming to the disciples after he has died and risen from the grave and has spent some time with them. Um, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Good stuff. And like you said, we call that uh, the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. And basically, there are kind of two parts to like this idea with the Great Commission. It's like communicating the gospel, right? But then also like leaving the place you're currently at and going to reach new people in new places. Mm -hmm. So, I guess that's a good way to break it down. So, when we're talking about like what is the gospel mm -hmm. or the good news, how would you describe that? Yeah. 
when I was a, a kid in um, church, not school, <laughs> uh, when I was in church, we had this uh, super great like old man pastor and he would um, he would love to like start something and then like let the church finish it. And one of the things he would say all the time was the John 316 verse about like um, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And I think it was really great to like get that ingrained in my head, but it was also like, okay, there's a lot of things to explain when you're kind of talking through that. Like, what does that mean? What is the good news part of this? Yeah. So, um, so I was going to ask Ian if he would share, um, there's like different ways that we can kind of talk about what the gospel is like, um, really simply, um, sometimes people use like different strategies to talk about it. Like if you've ever heard of Romans road, that's like going through verses in the book of Romans that talk about like who Jesus is, what dying on the cross meant and what resurrecting meant, um, for us and for our lives and our relationship with Jesus. There's a bunch of different ways, but Ian's going to talk to us about the three circles. Yeah. So like Sarah said, there's a ton of different ways. Romans road was one of the ones you mentioned. I know in my just experience with H2O, we've done things like Solarium, which is basically having visual cards to... Picture cards. They're really fun. They're fun. Um, To just ask people spiritual questions. There are ones like the bridge diagram, which Mm kind of show this gap and chasm and are good at expressing like, kind of like how sin separates us from God. Yeah. Um, But one of the great ways that we do share... the gospel is just by telling the overarching story of scripture Mm -hmm. because like the Bible is this cohesive story of like God loving us and redeeming us. And the three circles diagram is just one of the ways that I like to think through it. Uh, It's also helpful because there's an app. Yeah. Which is nice nice to just be able to pull that out and be like, all right. And then here's this next section and here's the verses because sometimes I forget what the verses are that Mm -hmm. I was wanting to share. Yeah. It's like, really easy to look up uh the app is just called life on mission it's by north american mission board Mm -hmm. and basically it goes through these sections of scripture it starts in the beginning with god's design and talks about how in the beginning he made everything perfect he made everything to be in like harmony with him and it had like a purpose and function and then sin entered into the world Mm -hmm. and that caused a separation which sin just means like missing the mark like it's an archery term that yeah. Christianity adopted mm-hmm. to express this idea of the separation we experience. Not a bullseye. Not Definitely a, not even on. No, the... no, like totally missed the target. <laughs> yeah. Like your arrow went into the bushes. Mm-hmm. Like that's how bad a miss is. That's how and, bad it's. Yeah. And it's not possible for you to be able to hit the mark. Nope. Or to hit the target at all. Nope. But we still try to get back to God's design on our own or make some semblance of it. Because of sin, we're left in this broken state. We're left in this incomplete state where we're trying to get satisfaction or purpose or meaning or salvation even mm-hmm. from things like a job title or relationships, like all these different wells. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the well. well. All these different wells we tend to go to that mm-hmm. dry up and don't satisfy us. Yeah. So how do we get back to God's original design? And that's where... Uh, the gospel comes in. That's where Jesus comes in and he died the death that we needed to die on the cross. Like he mm-hmm. was the perfect sacrifice. He who was no sin became sin itself um, and died for us. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like Mark one fifteen um, says like, 
Uh, repent now for the good news is here. Uh, yeah, it's 115. Yeah. So repent and believe in the good news for the kingdom of God is here. And this idea of repent and believe is how we get to embrace what Jesus did for us. It's this idea of turning away from our brokenness and from our sin and saying, God, I don't have it all together. I don't have it figured out. Mm -hmm. I need help. And belief, we think, is an eternal thing, like an internal thing, but it's actually an action. It's a verb. It's something that changes the way we think. It changes the way we act. Um, well, because when you really believe something, yeah, it should impact how you live. Yeah. Because if you don't actually believe it, it's going to show. Yeah. Like you can, like, if you do a time audit, which it's a fun business way of saying, like, look at your oh. schedule. Mm -hmm. um, you can see what people value. Like in finance, I was taught to tell what people value by looking at, like, their transactions on their bank account. Right. Like if I spend all my money on uh, online subscriptions to Netflix and Hulu, which is a lot of it, you know, <laughs> Disney, all of these different subscriptions, like, oh, Sarah really loves to watch TV. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty true. Yeah. Like, it also would be true looking at your schedule or looking at your life that you love God. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of your time is either spending time with God, it's praying, it's reading your Bible, but it's also sharing your faith and spending time with other Christians and non-believers and mentoring people, mm -hmm. sharing that. And yeah, I like people where yeah. it's like, ah, you love God, you love people. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Ian's schedule, you know, look through that or like the way that he, um, you know, spends time with his wife. You can see, oh, here's the little date receipts. Mm -hmm. So uh, belief is something that changes your actions. So when we repent and believe, um, we have this switch flip kind of, that's kind of a black and white way of putting it, which you've listened to this podcast. We embrace the gray here at Love Pod, Love Rockets. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> this is just an explanation. So it's going to be somewhat black and white. Mm -hmm. But basically, when we repent and believe, when we turn away from our old lives and say, God, I want to live a new life for you, we accept the grace of the gospel and we can have everlasting life. And then we move to this part where we're just pursuing um god we're pursuing a deeper relationship with him we're pursuing understanding and as we're doing that um healing and restoration happens and like that restoration is just basically of like putting something right and that putting something right is our relationship with god it's moving back to that original design of walking side by side with him and living in peace and living in harmony with him and having god be that integral part of our day-to-day -day life that we recognize again yeah yeah something i've been learning about, I can't remember if I said this in the, the last podcast, is um, they talk about the legalism thing, about the guy who, nope, okay. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to just go ahead maybe. and rehash I'm just going to say it. Okay. Um, is that like sometimes when we embrace this grace from God, which is like like thing that we did not earn, could not earn at all. Like I said, we were, we're not able to hit the target at all. We're not able to even get on there. Um, it's kind of like sometimes sometimes people try to get there in their own way they try to be good and moral in their own way um and then even when people come to know jesus sometimes they like backtrack and they're like okay but like now that i know jesus i need to do all the right things and be all the right things and say all the right things and that's kind of like trying to earn that grace mm -hmm. which we can't earn and uh so i had so heard somebody compare it to we would call that legalism yeah and i heard somebody compare it to like so if somebody stole something and they're on trial and they're trying to prove their innocence by keeping all the other laws, but it's too late. You already broke that one law. You can't just like keep all these other laws. 
Just, or like never steal again, you yeah. still have stolen. Yeah, you're you're on trial for the thing that you stole. You're not on trial for the murder you didn't commit. Right. That that's a good analogy. That's a good analogy yeah. for how we try to earn our way or try to just even when we are saved. I know I struggled with this for a long time and I still fall into it mm -hmm. where it's like I'm trying to like show my spiritual resume in a sense where I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> hey God, like look at all the cool things I've done for you. Like I was somewhat worthy of saving, right? And mm -hmm. the answer is no. Yeah. Because it's a gift. It's grace and mercy. Like by definition, you can't earn or you will never deserve it. That's kind of the cool thing is because the gospel is this free gift that God has given us that we now get to share. Right. Well, and like when we come to know Jesus, like we get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit starts to change our hearts, change our minds. It like makes it so like we actually believe the good things. And like we said, belief turns to action, you know, where it's like we talk about the fruits of the spirit in the Bible where um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like there's like just these, these, these words, but like when I was a kid, it was like, Oh, you got to do these things. This is how we know that you are a follower of Jesus. If you do these things, mm -hmm. but really it's about the heart change. Yeah. And that's like the, the recover part of the, the three circles. It's like, Oh, like, like God's already changing my heart. The spirit is doing something in me. It's not necessarily something that like I'm um, actively like, oh, I got to do everything right. Because we're not going to do everything right. Like even when right. we have that recognition and we make that first repent repentance and we recognize mm -hmm. like, God, I need you. And we turn away from that and we want to turn away from that. We may still fall back into it, but like we can always go back to God. Like we don't get to lose that gift of salvation. We don't get to lose that right to ask for forgiveness or maybe it's not a right we don't get to lose the gift of asking for forgiveness yeah we don't get to lose like that relationship with god because of our sin we just have to continually recognize that we need him mm -hmm. and continually turn to him because that's part of following god is just being faithful and obedient to just going to god when we do screw up and even when we don't screw up like giving god the glory for the good things too mm -hmm. so the three circles diagram is one of my favorite ways because it kind of hits on like a lot of those major points. Yeah. Um, one point that I probably could talk about more would be like the resurrection, but we've talked about that a little bit where it's just like this shows like Jesus was who he says he was like, mm -hmm. this shows the power and authority he has over sin, death and the grave that he actually is God. Yeah. Cause I mean, his disciples were already hidden away and they were scared, you know? So like in some ways they needed, Jesus to come back so they'd be like oh okay so it totally did happen it did happen we totally were expecting this but I feel like we needed that too where sure. it's just like oh yeah like our God isn't in the grave anymore like he's risen and that's the one that we worship that's who we follow absolutely so like we've as we've been talking through this um the three circles diagram is a great way to think about it but as we've just been talking like the gospel's relational like our like the reason we are Christians is because we have a relationship with God is because we understand that we need a personal relationship with Jesus. So how how do we I guess share the gospel relationally? I think I mean we've been sharing our stories through these these podcasts and I think it's really influential 
when you get to share that with people you know, where it's less like, uh, the Bible talks about the woman at the well who was like, this man just told me every single thing I ever did. You know, she didn't know all of the theology to back up, like Jesus was the Messiah, all this other stuff. Like, like we don't need to know the answers to all the questions. I think that's one of the reasons why people get so afraid to share the gospel or yeah. afraid to share the good news of Jesus. Like they think, Oh, I need to like know all of the, the things. Um, First Peter says, First Peter 3, uh, 13 through 16 is one of those passages where he talks about like, um, like always be ready to give an answer. Uh, if somebody asks you about your hope as a believer, like be ready to explain it. Um, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. And I think like sometimes that can be like, this is the theological reason for this thing. But sometimes it's sharing your story. It's sharing like what Jesus has done in your life. It's sharing like how you came to know him and it like is very like this is the relationship that i have with him but like when i was a a kid hearing about jesus like i saw it lived out in um like my friend annie like the people that were telling me about him yeah. i was like oh well they talk to god like he's real they like like talk to god like he actually loves them and i really wanted that that's good so we shouldn't. We should be always ready to give a reason for our faith. Mm -hmm. um, and I like how you address. Like we get scared sometimes because we think we need to have like the theological answer. Mm -hmm. As a, and maybe I'm not alone in this, but as like a Type A personality, I like to have everything in order. So I like <laughs> to be able to explain every theological yeah. reason. But that's impossible. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something that could ever be done. Like there are going to be questions that we ask that we have to come to answers to that are just kind of gray. Mysterious. Mysterious. The mystery of the, God, you know, the mystery the, of God's word, mystery of the gospel. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think we can be uncomfortable with. But when we look at our lives, when we look at our own experiences, uh, we can look and see that there's intentionality and purpose and that God is working and moving in them. We just need to, we don't always recognize that. And then we can't always recognize that it's perfectly logical either. Like it's not going to mm -hmm. play out in a certain set of rules. Um, it's like you said, embracing the mystery of the gospel. Yeah. So I think another fear that people have is like rejection. Oh yeah. Where it's like, well, what if people are like, no, I don't believe this. And most people are like, no, no, it's not for me. Like yeah. it's usually not like an aggressive, hostile pushback uh, in my experiences, but like, yeah, I think like when we're, faithful to like share because that's what we're called to do and like we were just talking about with matthew um 28 where he says go and go do this thing um like we can get really inward focused and like did i do the delivery right did i say all the things like i was supposed to say and it's not really about you like it's about the holy spirit working and he's the one who's gonna he's gonna do the work yeah that's uh that's another thing we have to come to terms with as believers is like we can i think we have a duty to like educate ourselves and to mm -hmm. be as prepared as possible because we want to be intentional with people but like ultimately their decision is not on you or i it's not on any of us it's between them and god yeah. and it's through that moving of the holy spirit in a person's heart in a person's mind that leads them to jesus like i can think of like the times i've shared the gospel and like my most like well-crafted, well-polished, like put together <laughs> presentations are good. They're like, I mean, that's cool and all, but like, I don't really know if that's for me. 
-hmm. but like the ones that are like i was nervous i was sloppy i'm always nervous when i shoot a gospel but like Mm -hmm. that's just real that's real but it's like it's also anticipation yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like my most like sloppy explanations are sometimes more like whoa Mm -hmm. and like they get it like the holy spirit like speaks to them in that moment and Mm -hmm. they have god move and work in their heart and normally it's not in the middle of that conversation like i think i can count on one hand in eight years of ministry where like i've had people convert right after a conversation it's normally like they go and they think about it and they spend time in the word they spend time with god and then they get that revelation from god themselves like Mm-hmm. that conversation was a catalyst but generally like a conversion at the end of a conversation is a unrealistic expectation yeah and it's also okay to say i don't know yes when people have questions like sometimes it's not something you've thought about or maybe you have and you just don't even remember what the answer was you're like i figured this out it's fine with me now that's how i am because as <laughs> as we've talked about like my memory's not great the details sometimes are gone but like I'll be like, okay, I remember I wrestled with that at one point in time, but I don't remember what the, like, the the way to this answer was. Or I don't remember, like, where I landed, but it, it was, I was okay with a bit of mystery, like I said. Like, I think, like, the world being so big and so amazing is awesome. I think it's cool to, like, know, like, you know, that those, those movies or videos of how things are made. Like, that's super great. Mm-hmm. Do I remember a lot of that? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. I think, I think we have a fear of saying, I don't know, but we need to just be okay with the things we don't know. We need to be okay Mm -hmm. with just taking a step of faith and being obedient to just sharing the gospel. Yeah. Um, It's okay if we get the F because we already got the A from Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. You know, I feel like, I feel like the other part of this too is just like people are always like, well, who do I share it with? Well, you share it with like the people you know. Um, If God's made this huge impact in your life, like why not share it with people? But then I feel like that also is sometimes the confusing part with people. Like they're scared of hurting a relationship or they may not even just go like, I don't have anyone in my life to share the gospel with. So what would you say if people have that question? Like, who do I share the gospel with? Oh, anyone and everyone. Um, well, because I think Christians need to hear the gospel all the time yeah. also. But, um, yeah, I think with, like, relational sharing, it's like, if this is one of the most important things that's ever happened to you, if, like, this is one of your, like, it, like if somebody hid that they were married to their best friends, like, that's kind of weird. That's, like, not okay. <laughs> Uh, so like people who like hide that, like why they believe what they believe or who God is from their best friends. Like, I think that's like, it's a little hard. Like I've had conversations with some of my best friends growing up that like, Mm -hmm. like they don't believe, you know, and we're still best friends. I think that's really important to, um, not just like throw people away that don't believe the same things as you. Um, and that's not what Jesus would want either. Nope. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we talk to strangers like, like Ian and I both have done spiritual surveys where we go out and we like share, um, we ask questions with people on campus and we talk with them about like, Hey, like, what do you believe about God, the world, Jesus? Um, what's your background growing up? Like, did you practice a certain faith? Like, Mm -hmm. why do you believe what you believe today? Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So talk with strangers. I've talked with, um, almost strangers. Yeah. I think like, 
there's sometimes just like being obedient even though you don't have any like like god didn't tell me to go talk to that person sometimes that happens yeah but like a lot of times it's just being faithful to go and talk go share Thank you.